Apologies for the break in service, but I'm back with part eight of my Begonia Top 10. Yes, in part seven, I told you that I was getting a cold. Well, it turned into something a little bit nastier and uh, took me down for a couple of days. I've been in bed, mostly sniffling and sleeping and watching the occasional episode of BBC show Ghosts, not the American version. We don't swear around here. But fortunately, I'm well enough to get back into the top 10 today. So I'm going to give you part eight today, number eight in my top 10. And then next week will come the two final parts, nine and 10. Because of my commitments next week, I'm not sure if that's going to be Monday or Tuesday, but it will be sometime next week. So get subscribed if you're not already and you won't miss an episode. So what's today's begonia? Just to clarify, if you're new around here, I'm talking about 10 begonias that will grow in normal room conditions, no terrarium required. These are my choices, so you may not agree. I'd love to hear from you if you have your own choices, but these are the ones that I would recommend. And coming in at number eight is Begonia ferox, with a name that literally means fierce. Who couldn't love this begonia? It comes from the Guangxi region of China, which is in southern China. And what I love about this plant is its dramatic leaves. The technical term for it is bullate, and that just means it looks like something that any punk would be proud of. A leaf studded with dark red, almost black little mini mountains, each tipped with a little hair, giving this plant a rather vicious appearance. Don't worry, the spikes are not actually sharp. They will not injure you. They just look pretty scary. You just can't resist running your hand across these leaves because they are rather cool. The underside of the leaves, though, I have to say, as somebody who suffers somewhat with tripophobia, the fear of holes, I find the underside of the leaves quite troubling and difficult to look at. So I tend to prefer just to look at the tops. What do we know about this one other than it comes from southern China? Well, it's a species that grows naturally as a lithophyte. That means a plant that grows on rocks and is often recommended for terrariums. But I can tell you I've grown this with my other begonias in my standard room conditions and it's absolutely fine. It probably does sit slightly on the more difficult scale of the top 10 that I am currently engaged in, but it's really not that hard. It's worth bearing in mind that when the leaves are immature, so for example, if you've got a cutting of a leaf and the cutting is putting out new leaves, those new leaves will not be covered in these bullite. They gradually develop in leaves as the plant matures. These cones come along and start to show up on leaves as successive leaves get more mature. So these begonias in the wild in China grow on rocks, as I've already said, but they grow on a specific type of rock. So the landscape in Guangxi that they grow in is a limestone cast landscape. So big old limestone rocks. And I'll post a picture in the show notes of the botanist who collected this plant in 2011 and then went on with some colleagues to describe it for botany in 2013 in a paper, which I'll also link to, of this plant growing 
on a rock and you can see how it really grows in the wild. That man is Cheng Yi Peng. Unfortunately, this Taiwanese botanist and great begonia researcher has passed away. But we can thank him and his colleagues for bringing this to our attention. And now, gosh, what is it? Uh, just over 10 years later, this plant is widely available in the houseplant trade. There's more information in this paper you might be interested in. One thing that's worth knowing is this isn't a widespread begonia in nature. It only turns up in the southwestern corner of Guangxi province. That's close to the border with Vietnam. And the type locality, so the place where the specimen that they use to create the scientific description of the plant is big limestone rocks. And it's described as growing on limestone rocks with abundant leaf litter or on bare rocky slopes in evergreen broadleaf forests. So obviously under other vegetation, not going to be hit with masses of full sunlight. So those are some guides as to how you need to grow it in your home. Now, this is one of those options where you could, if you wanted to, get a piece of limestone and have your begonia ferox growing in that piece of stone on a tray and be watering it to grow it as it does in the wild. Now, this is a rhizomatous begonia like various other ones in this top 10. It does like higher humidity. So, you know, if you've got a terrarium, you can throw this one into certainly do. And when I talk about begonia care for these rhizomatous types, I'll go into detail of my setup, how I grow them. Certainly, if you want a really big, luscious, amazing plant, then probably a terrarium is going to be best. But they will grow in normal conditions. Mine's certainly been doing fine in a normal room. I've got a bit of baby cutting in my uh, fish tank over here, and that's doing fine too. It's not getting any special treatment at all. It's literally just sat in a fish tank. Uh, and it gets down to about 12 degrees centigrade in this office when the heating goes off. So doesn't need to be particularly warm either, although will probably grow a bit faster if it's given more heat and light. So if you want to grow this begonia, you can grow it from a section of leaf, a whole leaf. It's easier to do it if you've got a whole leaf. And I think if you do get a cutting, you're more likely to get it acclimatised to your natural room conditions than if you buy a really big plant. You might find that a really big plant might struggle in your home just because, you know, a plant that's been used to really good conditions will just drop some leaves and look unhappy, certainly at first, if it moves to your house where it doesn't quite have the optimum things that it loves. This species is quite similar to another species of begonia called Begonia Milano bulata. So you can imagine it's got these same bulli. The main difference is Milano bulata has these bulli from a very early age. Even immature leaves will have the bulli, whereas in the case of ferox, only maturer leaves will have the bulli. So that's the major way of telling the difference. And also Milano bulata comes from Vietnam rather than China. Uh, so reasonably close by, but not the same native range. So that's my tip for today, begonia ferox. As I say, not the easiest. Don't start with this as your first ever begonia. But if you've tried some of the other rhizomatous begonias and you've had success, I love this begonia. I think it's epic. 
and it's a real attention seeker with those dramatic spiky leaves. So give it a go. It might be easier than you think and maybe try mounting it on a rock and see how that goes. I'd love to hear if anyone's tried that. Well, that's all for today's episode. I will be back next week with the final parts of my Begonia Top 10, which I hope you've been enjoying. Thanks for all your Get Well Soon comments. And thanks to those of you who've told me that you've received your Patreon cards. Great to hear that. And they should be dropping through other letterboxes in the coming couple of weeks. That's all for today. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm off for a honey and lemon and I'll see you soon. Bye. The music you heard in this episode was Roll, Drawed and Roll by The Joy Drops and Whistle by Benjamin Banger. Both tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. Visit the show notes for details. <laughs>